0: Hello and welcome to the Car Lounge podcast from Dean Motors. My name is Neil Kavanagh and with me is Mr. Simon Dean. Simon, hello. How's things? We've been talking about doing this for far too long. I'd say it's well over a year at this stage, but we're finally here.
1: It's probably two years at this stage now. Okay, well
0: maybe it was two years since the beginning (laughs) of our ideas. But, um... If you're wondering about the name, it probably took us all of about two minutes to come up with, because if you're familiar with the uh, Dean Motors showroom, there's kind of two sections to it. So there's the larger section, which has uh, usually cars wedged into it, um, (laughs) and then there's what we call the the nicer (laughs) side of it, uh, which is the more kind of loungy area, I suppose. And that is uh, where we're recording this podcast, or where we're meant to be recording this podcast, because... Of COVID, we're being (laughs) responsible adults, Simon, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, very responsible. So we are actually in the showroom... But uh, in the interest of being uh, COVID safe, we are sitting in two different cars <laughs> right beside each other <laughs> so that we can see each other. Yeah. And through the magic of uh, recording equipment, we are recording yeah. uh, with a, the most cobbled together uh, bit of equipment I could fashion so yeah, that we could do it's, this. It's, this moder-
1: it's moderately impressive though. I'm, I'm impressed already. Oh, I'm really? Impressed. Good. Yeah. I gave you the mic. The level nice of mic. professionalism, as always, is at an <laughs> utmost high.
0: So, uh, yeah, this is the podcast where... We hope to uh, basically replace a bit of the car banter that we've we've all lost because of uh, the dreaded C word uh, over the last nearly a year. It's late February right now, um, and we haven't had a single car show. We had maybe one coffee and cars event, Simon, that you and I went to when restrictions were slightly lifted last year. Yeah, I can't even. I actually
1: can't even remember that one. Which. Um, but basically, yeah, yeah, I remember actually, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Of course, we had our own Dean Motors event uh, planned, a uh, car and coffee event planned yeah, at the beginning 3-8. of COVID last year, which we had to call off. So uh, yeah, this is the place where you'll hear car banter, Irish car banter, classic car banter. Um, banter, I think, is the key word here, Simon.
1: Uh, yeah, like I said, we don't really, we try not to take ourselves too seriously, because you know, it's hard work enough as it is, so we might as well have a bit of a laugh while we do it. Exactly. When I always think my dad telling me never to get into the motor trade, at times I understand why he said it, but then I just love cars too much, so I kind well, of... Well,
0: see, I took his advice, because uh, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Simon and I actually go back quite a long way. Um, We're old, unfortunately. Probably yeah. 13, 14 or something yeah, yeah. when we first met. We went to the same school. Um, and actually, it was through Simon's brother, James, who runs the Dean Motors Workshop that we met. Um and i i heeded your dad's advice so i'm not involved or not working in the motor trade as my primary role which is uh, good for you yeah (laughs) but uh yeah so just to come back to 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 what this podcast is about and, and uh why we're doing it this will be monthly so it is the last weekend of february we will be releasing our next episode the last weekend of march um and we will be doing it monthly thereafter what we want to do is not just have banter between ourselves there's that word again we want to uh we'll be uh inviting uh people from the world of cars classic cars in this country maybe even further afield um to to come on with us every month and we'll you know have a bit of a chat with them talk about what's rocking their world uh and uh yeah so that's the plan yeah it uh, sounds good but yeah, this yeah. time we thought Probably prudent to start with just the two of us and uh, you being the focus, actually, Simon. So the spotlight is on you uh, for <sighs> this very first Unfortunately uh, for uh, some,
1: episode. it is time to turn off now. Yeah. No, well, uh, I mean,
0: people are probably sick of you because they would have seen you uh, in Irish Tatler magazine. Oh, yes. Irish mm. Tatler. I uh, was on top
1: of a horse, but a prancing horse. A prancing no, horse. <laughs> actually, no, it was, it was a, a bull, bull. It was a Arbor Oh, my God. Full, God my Simon doesn't even know stars cars.
0: Um or they might have heard you on Today FM recently with Dermot and Dave doing the Ask Me Anything uh, yeah. feature which was poor Dave a really good
1: laugh yeah sure to say poor Dermot jeez yeah two cars he's bought off us of now and um, need to say we're still moderately friends so he must have been but okay. you didn't
0: screw him over the first time then
1: I didn't screw him the first time <laughs> I did get him with the Jag though as I said so I'm putting my kids through college on the maintenance bills but no it's going to be great it's going to be great
0: <laughs> um, so yeah like I mentioned uh, you and I go a long way back and i uh, my first memory of you in terms of cars was uh, you on your PlayStation, glued to it, sitting at probably like three feet away from it to get the full effect. <laughs> you had to, you had to imagine you were
1: inside the car. You see, yeah, that
0: the uh, playing Gran Turismo and being yeah. quite handy at it.
1: I, I used the walls. The walls is what made me go quick. <laughs> it's, <just like laughs> it's just like real life. Just um, like real life.
0: But you also had uh, a rather impressive model car collection
1: yeah yeah still do my son continuously wrecks them on a daily basis tom i've kind of given them to him yeah. now as toys but uh
0: and from our vantage point here i you actually have a few of them dotted around the showroom i can see a few of them up in the rafters yeah so it's nice um, that you haven't got rid of them
1: simon it works for us kind of figured that it was kind of better not to have the good ones stuck in boxes but then to kind of put them around the office and i can see some cool ones now gt2 porsche zm coupe mm. 550 Maranello. Yeah, some nice stuff I have to say. So they're
0: precariously balanced. I hope they don't fall. On yeah, any of no, the Yeah, no. Unfortunately,
1: if they fell on the cars, you know, I might be a little bit upset. But look.
0: But but that is um, in a way apt because it, it, it before you were even interested in working with cars, you were obviously obsessed with cars. So just for people who don't know how you got into it, just because uh, you kind of went a different path initially with your 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 plans um, yeah. for well, a it, professional career.
1: It was kind of a weird. I suppose always growing up, we were kind of lucky that. Um, My dad who ran the workshop for us before like we never did car sales really so um we were kind of lucky because my dad always had something cool home whether it was a old rolls royce or a jag or you might have a 500 sec Merc, and every night it was always something different that we took home so it was the novelty was waiting for him to come home see what he took and then he'd take you out for a drive every night he got home um and i suppose from there it just kind of grew it's kind of a kind of a sick obsession to be fair it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is I think anyone listening yeah. to this it has the obsession. Session. But like even Orla, like um, my wife, I suppose when we started going out with each other, everything is always great at the start. And they always love you a certain amount. But when they look at you at two o'clock in the morning looking for cars online, I think it reaches a point where they realize you've completely lost it. But that's what you have to do. You have to look for these things. <laughs>
0: you set a precedent right from the very beginning. Exactly. In the relationship. When that's I it. started um, going out with my now wife, I was building my first race car at the time and i sp- <laughs> I built it in 10 months and i worked six days a week in my little rented garage building the car i didn't cut my hair that entire time so my haircut now my covid <laughs> hair style is actually pretty similar <laughs> it is uh, i was, to o- how I I was only
1: looking at photos of us there recently i'd say we we're probably 1920 yeah and your hair was ridiculously long you yeah, did think- look like you could have been in a boy band you did but not as what good I looking, say? unfortunately. But still, no. I was going for the Brian well. O'Driscoll yeah. But you did uh, set a precedent. And I suppose the fact that Emer never seen you then means that when you don't see her now, it's okay. Exactly. Yeah. She understands. We said yeah, it's perfect. Car women understand. But you, you
0: um, uh, it's interesting because you obviously own some absolutely amazing cars now and we'll get to those in a minute. But your very first car was sort of aspirational, shall we say.
1: It was the... So I remember this quite the, vividly. The Mi Ferrari.
0: The Mi, Ferrari, the Mi Ferrari, which was a 1990, yes, 1990, one liter, one liter Toyota speed. Starlet, four speed Cart Toyota racing. Starlet, um, and you customized it.
1: I did, yes. Not uh, with alloy I, wheels. I didn't. I didn't. I don't even think did I. Ha- I don't even think I had alloy wheels. No, it didn't even have hope caps. No, it, nothing. No, no. hope caps. It was
0: white. And what did you do?
1: Um, we painted speed stripes on the side of it and then we ran the line into Ferrari so if anyone actually looks at maybe my profile picture on my own Facebook we painted Ferrari up the bonnet as well I remember we were well, going to oxygen in the car and um, like that car never lived an easy day in its life from flat out cold in the morning it was bounced off bulletproof
0: did anyone actually believe it was a Ferrari did you feel them No.
1: <laughs> well no there was a kind of funny story was uh, I I <laughs> I was going out with a girl once and, uh, Like I said Must be 7 or 8 years ago And I remember telling her At the time That I owned a Ferrari She asked me And she said What oh, oh, yeah. Car do you drive I said I own a Ferrari And when she looked At my Facebook page Obviously it was that car <laughs> And then when I picked her up For our first date I had a 308 GTB at the time And she You upgraded I did slightly She nearly shit herself <laughs> But it was good It was good She was moderately impressed
0: Um, This is a, a, a side point But just I have to share this Because it's just too good Someone uh, A friend of mine Had a Fiat 126 Yeah and it was gorgeous it was ferrari red yeah and he bought in the uk whoever had actually um done the restoration on it thought it would be funny to put ferrari badges on it instead (laughs) and he got pulled over uh on the highfield road i think it was the highfield road in rathgar one night by a vanguard because i think his he hadn't done the vrt or there was something outstanding on it and as they were taking his details the, the guard asked And what sort of model Ferrari Is this now? <laughs> they actually thought It was a Ferrari So Yeah
1: We're Talking about, Actually food. talking about That 308 Ferrari I think I told you before Um, That same girl Anyway I was out on a date With her one night And talking about I was driving down Terranier And I think The long road Down towards The college would be On your left You're heading down Into Terranier village And a guy came up Alongside me In a Civic And he was like nice. Kind of egging me on To drive As like, That's it And I remember Dropping the gear in the 308 And getting Absolutely smoked <laughs> by the <his laughs> same. <ship>. I never felt <laughs> like such an idiot at all my life.
0: Didn't see that coming. No, yeah, I that's didn't. the but problem. It was funny with, though. Yeah,
1: at least you can have a laugh about it. <laughs> it's all right.
0: But we've we've kind of jumped. Well, actually, we've jumped ahead nicely because at that point when you had that three o eight, you actually still weren't fully no. working in the motor trade.
1: No, you see, what I kind of um, the way I kind of sold it to myself and my dad was that. Uh, I'd buy a car And sure look I'll keep it for a year Maybe Maybe two years And look it's not going to lose any money So it was totally worth buying it And that was the kind of plan that I took And um, I kept that Ferrari for a year And I think I sold it for about Four grand worth of profit I think I bought it for 18 grand Sold Good it for going. 22 I was like over the moon um, And that's how I kind of used to justify it to myself That I'd keep them They wouldn't lose any money And then I'd just roll the money into something else and that's how I kind of built up the pot to kind of get going. Yeah. Really.
0: Yeah. Um, and where, as I mentioned, where we're both sitting in, in cars next to each other. Um, I am in what can only be described as possibly the best interior I've ever been in. I am sitting in this stunning Series 1 1979
1: Mazda RX-7. It has the peanut butter letter.
0: It's got the peanut butter letter. <laughs> it is just sublime. I'm sitting on tartan, what feels like... um. Flannel. It
1: feels like flannel, I, part leather seats. I'm delighted I can't see your hand stroking. Yes, evening. yeah, it's <laughs> ever right, so folks. gentle.
0: Um And uh, as I look around me, uh, I'm looking at some amazing cars. Some of them are yours and some of them are Are stock. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at a Ferrari 348. I'm looking at an Audi R8. I'm looking at uh, the very cool Volvo 480 Turbo. Um one of my favorite cars one of your cars the um E28 Alpina Yeah it's deadly Oh wow what I a love, car I love that car uh, And you are that. sitting in
1: I'm sitting in a Mondial Quattroval Volley I think it is I can see it here So that's like a late um four valve per cylinder 1988 um Prairie Mondial Cabriolet yeah. so I and outside
0: think- the window you are looking at I can't see past you what are we looking give at? us a there few is- just, just, just name a few for people who nice, don't know
1: have a, look, we have a gorgeous um, Lotus Esprit we have a 728 BMW um, Mustangs kind of Carmen Ghia's BMWs, like I suppose the thing I always think is cars that I buy or cars we have for sale are only stuff that I like. It's very easy to sell a car that you like. If you don't like them, it's painfully difficult to mm-hmm. sell them. Just from experience. And that was
0: always your ethos. I remember when you started buying stuff was um, buy something you like because in those days you only ever had maybe two cars. Two cars tops. Uh, so the logic was, well, if I get stuck with this, yeah. I want to want it. Yeah. We see, um, that. We see. And, and But at the very first car that you bought to sell on, you started You started out pretty well. I mean, if you were to just name check it. Yeah. But the reality of the story behind the car is a little bit different. It was a 79, was 79, it? 79, 911 Targa. In yeah. what I thought was a pretty hideous color at the I time. It. But it has grown on me. What was the name of the I color? It's
1: like Viper Green. I think Viper Green. The- it
0: was a very pale, metallic, yeah, yeah. Uh, very 70s uh, color green. And that was where the sales really started for you. Um,
1: it was kind of difficult. It was a really weird one. Um I went to the bank. I laughed. I was working as a DJ at the time and I was kind of studying for... Uh, I was training as a pilot. So I was doing my sort of ATPL pl exams and um, I remember I went to my dad and I was like, I want to buy this Porsche. And he's like, well, you have no money to buy a Porsche. And I said, it's okay. I'm going to get a bank loan. And he laughed because he was like, there's no way you're going to get a bank loan because I was only making about 200 quid a week DJing. So um, I remember I rocked down to the bank. This was, of course, pre and <laughs> yeah. so when they were just throwing money at people. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, I went in, I was like, I need a lender. I think it was 13 grand or 12 grand maybe. And he, my dad was convinced I wasn't going to get it. And within four hours. we so were like, come 13 down,
0: grand for oh, a 79 911. Like just to I compare think, that to now. I think what year was, was that?
1: I think it was 10 grand to car sterling. I think. Oh my God. And um, I remember I brought it back. I bought it on a Saturday. Drove it back onto the ferry. Went to, I went to work that night DJ. Yeah. Then I went into the garage after work about half two to clean it for the Tearing Your Car Show. Oh, yeah. And I remember sitting there and I was like, oh, man, this is so cool. I was cleaning the car. And it was great. <laughs> I rocked up to the Tearing Your Car Show the next day, stuck a for sale sign in the window, and within 20 minutes it was sold.
0: Wow. And I, uh, it was actually a nice circle back to that is uh, 2019, the Tearing Your Car Show, last time we had a Tearing Your Car Show. Um, the car was actually parked. The same, very same car yeah, right, was parked directly across from yeah. the Dean Motors. Stand. And the same
1: guy owns it. Yeah,
0: and the same guy owns yeah. it. And we got a photograph of you back with the car again, yeah. uh, which the is really nice because a lot has changed. I mean, in some ways, it doesn't feel that long ago, but like the the business has just grown exponentially since then, and the brand has grown. Um, I Look, it's such
1: uh, a it's such a different model that we have now, obviously, to back then. So, like again, I was only selling cars for myself back then, and like Neil said, we bought. I bought stuff that I liked because if someone else didn't like it I was stuck with something at least that I wanted and I always figured the ethos that I have is that if you buy a car that you like more than likely someone else likes it and they're going to buy it Mm. so um,
0: and always buy the very best you can buy
1: well uh, yeah because when we again when I started uh, because literally, without being funny, I had very little money. So um, I used to buy cars, and then obviously, wheeler dealer esque, I used to look and see where I could kind of improve them and then try and get a little bit of a margin out of the car and enjoy the car in the meantime. Mm. But as time went on, I realized that there's literally no money in buying cars, fixing them up a little bit, and selling them because they'll just never be as good as buying a good car yeah. at the start. Yeah,
0: yeah, you can't so polish a turret. You can't, no, yeah, that's true. Well, you can, you can polish a car.
1: You can, yeah. Look, you can always make something better and make it more presentable, but the trick is that if you just go in and buy the very best car to start to spend all the money, even us, like we buy cars retail and people yeah. will laugh. It's not everything that's true to trade. We buy cars retail because necessarily the best stuff is that's there for sale, generally the most expensive one is kind of the best. Yeah. So,
0: um, Because a lot of people will probably think that the the, the logic would be to try and find the diamond in the rough or the rough you know, it's something that um you know has the potential and yeah, maybe you get a coat of paint or you get the wheels redone or um it might need a gearbox yeah. service or whatever. Yeah. But actually that that isn't the, the 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 reality.
1: No, I mean look, it's a completely different kettle of fish. You see, we're now we're now obviously we're years ago I didn't mind buying a car and taking time to get it right and sell it, but now because of overheads and staff and You have to buy a car that's right. You don't want to have a huge amount of prep because that just takes time out. Yeah. So you want to get something right, get it properly detailed, any other little bits and pieces that you have to do, order them while the car is getting prepared, get it ready, and then get it up for sale. And it
0: also stands to you because because you're buying the best. People are, as a result, buying the best. And... Uh, without getting into uh, too much of a sales pitch you do actually offer buy from us buy buy um, subliminal advertising well done
1: yes buy from us buy um,
0: it, uh, you offer a warranty on all of the classic cars you sell
1: yeah um, I'm. sometimes I'm going to be honest it is bum clenching when some cars yes. leave yes because obviously look
0: but that's your confidence in well in yeah the cars. of course
1: like look we can we prepare the cars to the highest of our ability that's it So anything that needs to be done We do it And then we sell the car Obviously shit goes wrong Let's call a spade a spade I mean recently It has Yeah go yeah, on give like us the, probably, the If anyone who follows us On social media I laugh I we, I sold a Porsche On behalf of a customer Last year A C 4S 4S 996 58,000 miles Car was stunning go Really on, really nice Full Porsche history I mean as good as you would have wanted one And A week and a half later The engine blew Mm-hmm. And I think I was into twenty one and a half thousand. I spent between engine and other bits and pieces, and I think I made two grand on the sale from a commission sale. But like shit, like that happens. That happens. It yeah. does happen. It looks, but that's, that's what you have to do. That's yeah. what you have to do. But mm. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was a little bit upset about. It. <laughs> I was a little I bit. Was really upset about <laughs> that one. It's funny,
0: In I remember that. around that time, no one could get hold of you. Yeah, no, it was weird. No, no, yeah, get no, hold get of hold customers, of
1: customers, employees, anything. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the bank most of the time, trying to try to get the money. <laughs> yeah, but, look, uh, but ha-
0: yeah, that obviously does happen. Of course it does. Um,
1: like, sh- like look, they're old cars and look, shit happens. It uh, look, a lot of the thing is you have to obviously like we're sitting around we're looking at Ferraris here and we've like the Alpina. They're they're built to be driven hard and that's what the Ireland but it's just things happen. Yeah. They're old, you know what I mean?
0: So who um it's funny because I would have, and I'm sure a lot of other people, um, uh, more so, I suppose, when I was kind of watching the business progress, um, would have thought, like, who's buying these cars? Like, how is he How is he uh, finding buyers for these? Who is the typical buyer of a, of a car from you?
1: Um, it's definitely
0: changed. Is there a typical buyer?
1: Yeah. I mean, look, say three or four years ago, predominantly people who were buying classic cars were sort of. 40s to 50s uh, occasionally mm. you get guys in their 60s or girls sorry um but it was sort of 40s to 50s and now the market's really changed where I, so, social media sells cars like even if you look at our website sometimes you might think to even no new stock but it's because
0: a lot of the stuff doesn't even get, doesn't to, even hit get the to the site, website which sold, is great yeah. it's brilliant so yeah. like
1: you take a couple of sneak peek pro- photos while the car is getting ready you have a couple of people to look at it before it goes up but like That sort of generation of people who are buying them now are late 20s, early 30s, and they want something cool to drive around in. Hopefully, it's going to appreciate in value, but it's not going to depreciate. And if they keep it right, they just have something enjoyable, and it's a bit of crack. So, yeah, Yeah. it's the dynamic and the people who are buying them now are completely different.
0: And I suppose with um, the rolling 30-year benchmark for classic cars, there's a lot of modern stuff... um, you know I mean, uh, like that, look, that is usable that people are actually buying okay. and daily
1: yeah well look look at the Volvo right. okay, we're the sitting Volvo, in front yeah. of me here I have a Volvo 480 please buy our car but no look <laughs> it's a 480 turbo 75,000 miles you can literally get into this car and drive it as if it were a modern car now and it will do yeah. it's just a normal car and the fact that it's a turbo and there's very little weight and it means they're actually quick and good yeah. track yeah. and stuff like that is cool and it's 10 grand keep the car for a couple of years I'll be giving you back the exact same money on a trade in yeah. So it's essentially just free driving, nearly for someone, you know, that yeah. sort of way. Once yeah. you don't crash it or break it. Yeah.
0: Well, that does seem to be, um, you know, obviously the first thing generally is the passion for cars. Is, yeah. is you know what obviously is in common with the buyer, but um, that does factor into it. Obviously, that desire to get a good return on investment. Uh, I always remember a friend when I was um, when I was a wee lad. Yeah. <laughs> I was <laughs> any any again. any car I bought and just to put it out there if you don't know me i'm completely obsessed with minis god love me classic minis god um but like me. i never or any daily car i had i never bought the car with um with a view to making money on it or even getting my money back it was just a given you were going to lose your money yeah. but actually yeah now if you're buying something it it's probably right up there in people's uh, considerations. Yeah, but list. i
1: mean like look you look at the like say a 900 turbo right sab 900 turbo yeah. Three years ago, you were buying an absolutely mint 900 Turbo for six and a half grand, seven grand. Now, 900 Turbos are rare. And if you get a really good one, you could be paying 17, 18 grand for one. Yeah. So, it, like different cars, and it's like Vo- uh, Volvos, Porsches went through the roof, but then they've come back. It's, it, again, it's it's completely down. It, 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 it's kind of weird. It's like cycles. If you see yeah. something that in a magazine, all of a sudden prices yeah. loads of them come onto the market.
0: Well, let's go back to the 308 because oh, you had, you've had you had two 308s that yeah, you've owned and you've sold yeah. a couple of other ones. But two 308s that you've personally owned um, and that was back when they were cheap. Oh. So you said the first one you so bought like, was how the much? The
1: first one I bought, I bought a 33,000 mile one it was actually... The car came from Japan and I think the, the gentleman But it was a car was a, model, wasn't it? it wasn't a... No, it was a GTB. Remember you met me in the port? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was nice. And the gas thing was the one I bought afterwards that had 86,000 miles actually drove better because uh, it was used all the time. Yeah, yeah. I paid 18 but, grand for that car.
0: And I remember within a year, maybe... Well, yeah, within the space of a year they were kind of 70, 80 grand. Oh, it was
1: mental. So, like, that exact car, I sold it to a customer, I bought it back off a couple of years later... He'd done 600 miles in it and we gave him 65 grand for the car. Wow. So he had made like fucking nearly 40 It kind of
0: hurts to buy it back at that amount, but you obviously made obviously money. Obviously I sold
1: so. it and I made money. But then I went to another dealer in the UK. They sold it again to another customer. And yeah. by the time it was all done, I think there was 100 grand in the difference between the time I sold it first and then.
0: That, but it, now yeah. they're like... It exemplifies, yeah. But
1: now they're back at 55, 60 grand again. Yeah. So like... Well,
0: but value values. With classic cars, you know, if if um, if people have that uh, that criteria, like I described, of you know they at least want to get their money back, um, or they want an improvement on their investment, like that just means that classic cars inevitably are always they will hit a ceiling, but they are always generally going to go up because people just won't sell them for less than they bought them yeah,
1: for. Yeah, you it. see, that's it. Yeah.
0: So it, it's a... yeah, it, And,
1: and it, it, it's like I said to you, the other thing is there's less and less good cars out there or ones that haven't been discovered. So everything is just creeping up anyway. Mm. But like, talk about booms. Like when you talk about, say, Testerosis, Testerosis were like 35 grand. And that was one car I just wanted. But at yes. the time I had no money. So I had to, I just couldn't afford one. But then by the time I could actually afford one, they were like 80 grand. And I just wouldn't buy one because then in my mind I was like, oh man, there were 35 grand on stage. <laughs> yeah. And then he went up to 120. And what happened was, when they were a lower value, there was none of them for sale. And then all of a sudden, when loads start going through auctions and high values, you'd look online there'd be 200 Test Rosses for sale. And that's where everyone was trying to cash history, in at the same it time. It gets saturated. There's yeah. too much stuff out there. Expectations. People think my car is worth a fortune. I'm not going to let it go. Yeah you have to bite the bullet sometimes and that's the problem I'm finding with a lot of people have bought, say, in the boom where cars are owing them too much money and if you want to maybe go a different route now, some of the cars just aren't going to get back there. Yeah. They're not. So you're better off selling out, uh, taking a little bit of a hit and then just going off and doing it again at a lower level. For me, the real appreciation is 20 grand-ish cars. 20 to 40 grand. It's a a safer... It's a safe spot and then cars have still room to move yeah because like when you're when you start getting into spending 100 150 grand 200 grand you're definitely lowering the amount of people who can buy the cars when you go to flip them mm. again and your return on investment just isn't the same
0: and it has to be said this country is is like it's it's amazing we're uh, we might have to talk about brexit <laughs> at some stage too. my favorite um but you know we are we are right across the water from one of the biggest classic car markets in the entire world um, and yet, the market here is just so unbelievably vastly different to the UK. It's so much smaller.
1: So uh, much smaller. And what we think are classic cars. Like. But look, you see, not even classic cars. I suppose the car community here is just so different. Mm. Um, in the UK, there's a huge appreciation for someone and their car, and they look after them differently. And Over here, unfortunately top 10 Irish crates, number one begrudgery people nearly hate yeah. to see it in a nice car yeah. it's weird but it's just um, the market is definitely different here and even collections that I would know guys wouldn't tell you what they would have because they just don't want people to know Yeah, there is yeah. some yeah. serious cars in this country like, yeah there are and unreal. like that's what
0: you know kind of indirectly through you I'm learning that. Yeah. and yeah, I remember the first time you told me that um, somebody bought a car from you for a collection and I thought there's a collector,
1: yeah. a collector.
0: <laughs> oh wow, who is he?
1: Yeah, but it's it's it, but it's oh, man. It's but there mad. are they are out there. Yeah, yeah, they are, of course there is. Like, look, uh, people love cars here. It's just a community, and the scene here is just so different. Yeah. And but we, that's something you're trying to feed oh, into, you like, know,
0: and it is a big part of Dean Motors. Is it's not. I know it. It sounds like um, it's not like a sales, sales pitch, pitch, but like it's yeah, it's not just pitch. about selling the car because first and foremost, you are passionate about cars. Um and you know, you like we said, you buy stuff that you, you like, you have uh we still have to come back to the cars that you do own right now. You have some amazing cars and you use them all the time. But yeah, you you um you are passionate about the scene and you want to improve the scene here.
1: Yeah, I mean look when you look at the UK over the years or even around Europe, I mean there's concourse to elegance, there's villa este, there's just there's events that you just the cars are awe inspiring. And yeah, I would love to create something like that here and have car shows. And that's why even talking about like we did our we have our trip this year to get out and drive road trip.
0: Yes, which is uh sold out actually, yeah, thank officially.
1: You, thank you, Jesus. But no, it's um obviously it was a bit of a risk. Um and we wanted to create a premium event and without sounding bad, premium event. We just wanted an event that nice cars, nice people go to, we can have great roads to drive on Great food Have a couple of drinks No drink driving Clearly that is what I'm getting at here But It's um, We're just trying to The whole car scene here Predominantly for years It was pretty lacklustre And now when you it look was. at the likes of There's a lot of coffee and car events now And People love to get out and show their stuff And we're Trying to create a good scene around it I mean ideally We always spoke about The dream was to uh, Have our own venue that people could come to every week and have a proper showroom where people can come to have a coffee guys hang out and girls and share in what we love that's the whole thing yeah you know
0: Um, if uh, by the way you can hear some noise in the background it is the one and only Shimo is uh manoeuvring strug- some strug- vehicles Struggling outside. to
1: drive as usual.
0: A 997 Porsche, I think, just came by there a second ago and now he's in a... Is that M- a 635? No, it's an M6.
1: Oh, it's an M6? M6. Oh. M6. Actually, is that was a, a car we um restored for a customer going out
0: tomorrow. Maybe just uh one other thing to talk about because we've mentioned that you buy stuff that you like Um uh, and we mentioned the cars that are here in the showroom and outside but um that is one of the things that i think people really love about your um social media channels which is at dean motors dublin if you're not following us already um is you never know what car is going to appear next for example I this rx7 that i'm in i don't even know myself
1: what cars are going to come
0: yeah next. That's but big. like it's variety like is that something you actively you yeah. know try to do or yeah, is it just Chance.
1: I mean, predominantly at the moment, like I said, even if you see the website at the moment, it's probably a lot more modern than I'd like it to be. But obviously because of Brexit,
0: there the it is supply
1: again. of getting cars has been a nightmare.
0: Right, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. And we don't need to get into it too much because...
1: Stroking my we're vein all tired of my it. head here, um, when I think about
0: it. You know, we're at the end of February at this stage. Um, it obviously has a massive effect on sourcing cars. We know the implications for... Um, for the uh, VAT and the uh, import levy? Um, How how worried are you?
1: Um, Well, I mean, like, I would have said 70% of our cars had to be imported through the UK originally. Um, And the the reason we were sourcing through the UK was generally the quality of stuff was just better than what we were buying here. So, yeah, of course I'm worried, and it's our business, but we have no choice but to keep going. I mean, what are we going to do without it? so we have yeah. to keep moving yeah. um, but the cost has just gone up and it's silly like I remember reading on a forum someone went to buy say an E30 M3 and I think it was going to cost them 45 grand pre the 31st of December Okay. and then once it clicked over and they didn't buy it it was 62 grand with VAT and import duties overnight overnight Yeah. and it's bullshit Yeah. and what it's done now is it's made us source a lot more cars out of Europe mm-hmm. but cars aren't cheaper in Europe Cars are actually dearer in Europe Than they were yeah. in the UK but Again what, because the scene is just It's a completely it's just, different scene And there are different standards For maintenance of cars But the quality of cars Out of, the, out of Europe Is just next mm-hmm. level mm-hmm. It, I'm going to be honest It's better than Anything I've bought out of the UK Cars yeah. arrive And they're described properly Nothing used to piss me off More than when I'd go to a UK Or I'd ring someone on the phone And I'd say What's the car really like Oh yeah She's absolutely perfect Nothing to do to her And you get there And it's just a bag of dirt and there's nothing worse You get yeah. on a plane You spend A thousand euro It's your day And It's just a waste
0: And that's something That you like to do um, And we're gonna get to We did do a shout out A few weeks back On Instagram For Some listener questions oh, yes. Which we'll come to In a couple of moments And uh, 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 So we might Double up on a few things here Okay um, But that is something That you uh, pre covid like to do is you actually go and get the car you inspect the car yourself and you drive it back yeah and it's not about availability of a delivery truck or anything you like to inspect it personally but you also um you learn you like, a lot you want about to know what, ca- what you want to yeah. learn about the car you learn a lot of about home. a car
1: when you drive it mm. um there's no point like the problem is but you have i have to see a car before i buy it i just have to and it's whether it's a five grand car or a ten grand car um, and it's trying to find someone you trust to inspect them now because of Brexit. That's the yeah. biggest issue. Um, but I love driving a car back. It's part of the risk half the time. I remember myself and Simon. I've done Simon. some trips with
0: you. <laughs> what? I've done some memorable yeah, trips with you.
1: God. But look, sure, myself and Simon bought a 912 Porsche in Italy. And the first time we went over, um, I remember it was oh lashing God. rain. We got up onto the motorway and at about... 40 miles into the trip The old engine didn't sound too good Bearings went in the engine Brought it back They rebuilt the engine We came back for it And then I'd say 400 miles into the trip home from Italy The distributor started getting bad And then we're changing points and condensers And setting up carbs was it northern Italy or southern? It was northern Italy. Thank Jesus. Okay, at least you were a little but bit like, closer to home. But the car wouldn't drive quick enough. We could only get 60 mile an hour. We couldn't do the autobahns when we got into Germany. So we oh, had to do all God. the back roads. But it actually turned out being the best trip ever. We were away for like six days. And it was brilliant. <laughs> but that's, that's the stuff was I love summer. about it. You yeah. know what I mean? That's the fun. Obviously now, because of Brexit and COVID and everything else, we can't do as much of it. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and because you have to run a business as well. So you can't be away for a week two weeks at a time buying cars.
0: Um okay so before we get on to listener questions uh, I've said it about three times I've referenced the cars that you own and I just think it's important that we acknowledge and take a moment okay. to pay some respects to the cars that you own. Right. Um because um uh, as I said I'm looking at you and your Mondial right now. Yep. I'm looking at the Alpina. Um and through the little doorway we can see something red and Italian that is not your Mondial which is
1: a Diablo
0: your Diablo, Diablo, um, which you you bought at the end of last year, yeah,
1: and 20, yeah, yeah, 20, the end of last year. Yeah, 20. yeah, sorry, just <laughs> <in the> past <laughs> a lot has separate. happened
0: since then. Um, f- before we talk about the other cars, t- tell us about the Diablo.
1: Um, probably like a lot of people, it was my poster dream car, um, and it kind of happened strangely. Um, I went to Porsche. Uh, to try and buy a 718 spider, I think it was. And unfortunately, they wouldn't sell it to me because it wasn't special enough. And they were afraid I would sell the car on. Which you I probably would have done. I, look, I would have kept the car for a couple of years. I would have had yeah, to. I know, because in sure fairness. Was paying for it was something you did actually talk about I genuinely for a wanted, long time. They were
0: sending me specs. And yeah. Like, I yeah. wanted
1: to actually spec my own. It was the only, it was the first what new car I would have ever bought my whole life. Yeah, one novelty. Yeah. yeah. And I wanted to spec it and I wanted to. When I went to them, even after buying a Porsche, often last they wouldn't sell it to me. Unfortunately, Mm. I wasn't special enough. So you had some money burning in your pocket. Well, yeah. So I looked around and I could buy a Diablo, yeah, or a Porsche (laughs) Cayman S, -S 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 like a Spider or whatever. And I was like, "Am I on drugs? Why wouldn't I just buy this?" Yeah, and it's vintage. Yeah, it's like two hundred quid VRT, fifty six quid tax, and it's a Diablo.
0: So. Uh, Just tell us about what it is. So it's a a 1991?
1: It's a 1991. uh, It's the original Diablo 5.7 V12.
0: So it's the pre-four-wheel drive system, which was... It's the hairy chest
1: model. Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah. it has what's called, is it the cliff dash? Is that what you yeah, call it? The cliff dash. Everyone
1: yeah. thought I actually made that up. But when you sit in the car, if you're slightly short like myself, you do struggle to see over the dash. Yeah. But then when you pull down the sun visor, you're literally looking through a post box. <laughs> it is the most impractical. It's an Italian
0: thoroughbred sports car. What do you expect? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. But it's, it's just, it's so shit that it's good, is the only <laughs> way I can describe But it's, um,
0: it's, um,. Uh, I know we kind of uh, Lust for Analog cars Yeah But it, it's like Full on analog not, There's like, no power steering You've no, power no traction steering, control No
1: power brakes yeah, no It's just naturally traction, aspirated nothing. Yeah yeah, It's just on. Yeah
0: I haven't had a go on it yet I have sat in it You're gonna love it was, uh, you On know,
1: the right road There's nothing like
0: and it And if you haven't um, Seen the uh, Christmas video we did Um Go on to YouTube, look up Dean Motors, Diablo, and you'll see our little fun video we did before Christmas uh, featuring the Diablo. You're going to have to let me drive it at some stage.
1: Oh, listen, you'll love... But, man, I I come out and I look at that car here in the showroom. I oh, yeah. I came out on, I think it was Stevens' day, and the sad bastard that I am, I sat in the car myself for about 20 minutes. And made rum noises. Oh, man, this is so cool. <laughs> but, but, I mean, you have to, like... like you know but when when I started doing this I hadn't got a bean and like we work hard I mean people think it's
0: easy people see what you do and they think oh how do I get into it or you know you've got got a dream job it's not easy though
1: no look I mean it's not easy to source like last year we were lucky we sold 159 cars and it's not easy to source 159 good cars and sell them and have time for your family and to try and grow a business. And it's, look, I'm not complaining. I love it. But like you put in, I, I put in 14, 15 hours every day. Easy. Just, you have to do it. you yeah. run the business for yourself. You're trying to make it grow. You're trying to make it the best in the country. And that's what you have to do. Mm. So um,
0: really quickly, and I keep on saying really quickly, I'm not being really quick, but really <laughs> quickly, um, other cars in the fleet, we have your, your Dean Motors truck, your GMC Never, ever leaving. Absolutely love, love that thing. My son loves what it too whatever to, to go. 1950, it's pretty... It is archaic. 1950
1: and it's the only car that will always start here every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, um, we'll do a, 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 a quick hit on your M Coupe. Oh, M Coupe. Which I absolutely love.
1: Yeah, but I might sell it. Mm. I don't use it enough. I, I love would love the to car. Buy it. And it was something that I always wanted. Um, that car is in our storage unit for the last...
0: I'm probably the last, You're the last person, person actually drove it. Rover. I never get a chance to yeah. use
1: it. I think a bar with forty-eight thousand miles. I think there's fifty on it now, and you've probably done a thousand. probably yeah.
0: The other elephant in the room. There's only one more, isn't there? S70. Exactly.
1: Oh, and the Rover ap
0: 5 Oh, the P5B. Yeah, yeah, of course, the P5B. Yeah. What a car. Yeah. Um, cool. But yeah, let's talk about the S70 really quickly. Um, it's it's pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, it is. It's a very special car. Um,
0: if you don't know, it's. One of eighteen, yeah. One of eighteen originally ordered in Japan, yeah. So, to, like to the get car one put, of these the car
1: came as a standard six hundred Merc,
0: yeah. You ca- you couldn't just go into your Mercedes showroom like you could. It's pre merger, yeah. You couldn't just go in and go, I'll have an AMG, please. You had to be well connected. You had to be full of money, yeah. And uh, you could order one of these seven liter V twelve, <laughs> yeah but they use 180 the mi- 190
1: it's limited to 186 186
0: mile an hour, mile an hour yeah cathedral it's W140 Mercs.
1: mental and it is <laughs> ugh, look I've driven that car fast but it is the only car I know that I could sit at 160 mile an hour with one hand on a steering wheel yeah while drinking a coffee it is ridiculous <laughs> I thought you were
0: going to say drinking a cocktail but coffee is cool no I'm drive. yeah so we don't
1: promote drink driving here neither, yeah. unfortunately but look like you know the way we talk about the cars Everything I've bought, I bought for a reason. I bought them on the Mondial because I wanted a four-seater convertible that I could go out with my mm. kids in and yeah. my wife. Um, the Alpina, dream car for me. It came up. I tormented a guy to buy it. The S70 came up. It took five years to buy that car off the guy. Yeah. Um, Diablo, pure fluke. Mm. Rover is a thing between myself and my dad. Yeah. Um, so I suppose, really, the only odd ones out are the M Coupe. It was just a car I wanted, but it's probably not as special as i wanted it to be. Mm. So that's why i think mm. she's i'm saying farewell soon. Okay, keep
0: an eye on the DeanMotors.ie website yeah. coming soon. Um okay, let's finally uh move on. We could just chat shit all day, but you know, we have to get a whole series of podcasts out of this, yeah, so we'll keep shit, the rest yeah, of the shit for yeah. another day. Um i mentioned earlier about the listener questions. Uh some of these are similar so I'm just if i don't read yours out it's because someone else asked a similar question. It's not. I hope it's because he, like it. it he doesn't like it. Or it was a stupid question.
1: It's because uh, he doesn't like
0: it. Yeah. Exactly. He probably
1: looked at you on social media and he didn't like it. Yeah, your face. I didn't like That's the look of it. Um
0: we'll, we'll try and go through these quickly, but uh, I can't make any promises.
1: Quick fire, quick fire questions.
0: Okay, so uh, this is a difficult one, but it is the oh, first God. one. It's not one fire. of the first ones you got. Um, best car to buy and work on yourself as a first project car. And in brackets, they have surely an MX5?
1: Yeah, MX5, 100%. That's yeah. just me Like people might say If you wanted to go older You might go MGB or something like that Very easy to fix Yeah a lot of parts um, available But MX5 Reliable Parts are cheap The only thing you have to worry about Is rust If you don't weld Or any of that Get that and, there the do, and,
0: and a lot of them are of them, Every year that takes over There's more of them Becoming classic so. Yeah They're deadly Love yeah. them Can't fault them Yeah um, Okay that's a no brainer Um this is a difficult one uh, uh, to answer A future classic in your opinion Best value for money classic now Wouldn't happen to be a Volvo 480 Turbo would
1: it? Yes a Volvo <laughs> 480 Turbo That we currently have for sale here for a 9995 Now um, I Anyone who watches our social media I love all cars Sab Turbo yeah. they, they Because there's so Sab little Turbos. of them coming up now And good ones they all usually have 160, one hundred seventy thousand miles. Get a nice low mileage car with good spec. It can only go up in value. Okay. Um. Yeah, that'd be me.
0: Um. A quick one. Favorite car ever, ever,
1: that I've ever owned or ever ever. I don't know. Let's
0: keep it general. Ever.
1: Um.
0: I know what it is. I know you better than you know you. What do you think it is? I think it is a Ferrari. Yeah. Two fifty. Yeah, you're
1: right. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Right. So the way I see a two fifty Luso is that. It is the ultimate gentleman's Ferrari. Still you have to the wear Clumble. a suit driving one. It is, yeah. I think it's a rule. It is. Like, it has the Colombo V12 in it. It is just... It's fucking gorgeous. There's nothing about that car I don't know. Funny.
0: It, it, um, my brother would have a 250 California. Yeah. Um, You would have the Lusso. I would be in the short wheelbase You'd be in the short category. wheelbase. But that's because you love yeah. racing. Yeah, I, lo- I love my motorsport, yeah. so it's more uh, race-oriented, uh, I suppose. Um. Okay let's move on There was another MX5 question We will skim past Um, This is a good one The car that got away
1: Um, It's probably not the car that got away It's probably the car that I sold That I shouldn't have sold Okay Um, I had a Mark 1 Renault Clio V6 And again I had no money to keep the car So uh, <laughs> <laughs> That old chestnut. <laughs> I think I think I paid Nineteen and a half grand for it, and I think in the company bank balance at the time it was about twenty-two grand. <laughs> and I remember buying it I was like, oh Jesus, I better sell this car quick. But I was eating alive for it. It actually went back to the UK. Was this was the
0: silver one? Silver
1: one. Yeah, you had and a Mars red because one. Because it was one of I think two original Irish cars, mm. and uh, twenty-two thousand miles. No, nineteen thousand miles. Oh man, Jeez. it was deadly. It was deadly, and again in a really shit way that it wasn't that quick. The build quality was dirt. Like, when you look down the side panels, they were wobbly. And they were completely impractical. But yeah. I just loved it. Yeah. It was just awesome. Twitchy. Very. The earlier Short ones have, pace. like, a shorter wheelbase. And if you come out of a corner, because the turnings, like, the lock is so bad on them that when they snap, you never you, have enough never steering enough to input into to, it. Crack, yeah. to correct <laughs> it. And you do an LJC into a barrier in it, you know, that sort of way. We won't, we won't mention any names. Don't
0: drop any names. We yeah. won't, won't drop any names. Um, another Lots of questions about cars under 10K, which you kind of covered. Um, if, you, if people follow us on social media, they'll know exactly what this is about. If you don't, I'm sorry. But how did you feel when you realised the Chicken Cento was better than the Lambo?
1: It was a very special day because what I realised was I could own another Italian performance car. There you go. That... Uh, I think they undersold the car. They said it only did eighty six mile an hour. We did ninety six. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a serious piece of kit. I don't think you'd appreciate it. Thirty three euro fills a tank. It'll get you from Dublin to Cork back forty five times. And so.
0: that's a car that sold on social media yeah. because the day you were photographing it. Yeah, the
1: day I was photographed. Sold. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's also another customer of ours um, who loves kind of old school hot hatches. But even though that is not a hot hatch, it's just awesome. Very cool. Love an ale, chicken chendo.
0: Okay, let's move on. Um, I'm going to pick this one. Uh, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase what they've asked. Essentially, what they're asking is, where do you see values on big engine cars? And I suppose this is down to the tax thing. I'm guessing what they're getting at is um, a car that's that's less than 30 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know wh- wh- where where do you see that like is it it's probably still it's probably pretty static is it
1: yeah I mean it's very dependent on the model but it's mad the closer the car gets to being 30 years old so say for instance you had a 1992 500 SEC Merc or a 500s class that car today is probably six or seven grand and then next year that car is 12 13 grand yeah. because all of a sudden, the car becomes affordable to own and use. Yeah. But for me, big engine cars, if they've been looked after and there's something a little bit special about them, they will increase in value.
0: Yeah. Okay. This is, yeah, possibly something um, you've answered in another question. Favorite engine. And there is a caveat to it. Well, not a caveat. There's an extra bit in this. Not necessarily car. It probably is a car engine though.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, I suppose V12 I'm a V12 man, mm-hmm. so the V12. It's and the a best Lamborg- of all worlds. It is very yeah. Uh, the V12 in the Lamborghini is amazing. The S70 is amazing. But the V12
0: in the Lamborghini is derived in the in the Diablo, and in fact, I think it continued into the uh, LP640. It's 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 a it's a, it's it a is, different block, but is derived from the original that's 350 V12 yeah. engine and that a uh, Biturini. The, the uh,
1: induction sound mm-hmm. in that car there's only one other V12 in the world which is the McLaren f1 Yes. and that is the closest I've ever heard to anything yeah. so yeah. this so I, just, it's obnoxiously loud
0: I would um I would probably be leaning towards the Columbo like we mentioned earlier that's yeah. in all the 250s three liter did
1: you ever see the Columbo on the boat yes oh Jesus the Ferrari boat oh my <laughs> there's god a couple of,
0: um, there's a couple of Lamborghini V12 yeah. uh, Revas as well
1: oh man yes but like Ferrari have one in their museum I remember seeing it when I went to Maranello and uh, the carburetor is about the same size as the engine in the Volvo 440 <laughs> and there's four of them on it it's just like mental mental
0: suck in a small child yeah um, okay I'm going to make this the last question I'm sorry if I didn't uh, uh, read yours out but in the interest of time we've been rambling on a long time um and this circles back nicely to the road trip. So, a quick a quick story. Your favorite road trip ever, or most memorable? I'm gonna um, uh, improvise a little bit. Most memorable, or okay? Yeah, give us a road trip story.
1: I suppose collecting the Diablo was just awesome. I mean, I suppose yeah. it's it's a dream in your head, or but I mean so, you,
0: you, so tell us you, 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 where so like, was the remember, car like, tell us obviously give us a, give us a it was quick kind of when
1: obviously Covid was still going on but we could travel the restrictions weren't the same flew into Paris went picked up the car it was just like I couldn't even describe it's, it's just I remember walking into the showroom and just being like this is, this is it this is it, I <laughs> it and I think we drove around Paris for a little bit clutch is so heavy in it and got out into the motorway and it literally just Eight Road, it was awesome. We we drove up into London, we stayed in the... Dorchester? The Dorchester. Yes. park outside. There was a photograph you put up parking outside with a velvet
0: rope around the car. Yeah, but
1: you see, that was the thing. How bad is this? I actually had to plan for somewhere to park the car because it won't go into a car garage. Yeah, you can't. So I had to actually ring the hotel beforehand like a douche. And I was like, Uh... I imagine buying this car and I need to park somewhere. Is there any chance I can park outside? And... um, It worked. It did. But the whole experience was just... Yeah, it was cool. And
0: you you even got a car meet in actually. So you've been to two did, car yeah, yeah. meets. You were to actually, two car yes, meets in 25. Uh, yes. Uh, did you, where
1: was that? It was Merlin McCormick the Duke of London. Yes. actually mentioned it to us that there was a car meet on the following morning we met him there and it was uh it was deadly. Just But that's cool. That's again the English car scene. It was a tiny car show. I think there's only 25 30 cars at. Yeah. But everything But didn't from... they have good grub. Oh man. Serious <laughs> sandwiches. They had pancakes, they had proper coffee like but like I said, it was a small gathering, but there yeah. was everything from Bristol's, there was Alpena's, Lamborghini's, Test Rosses. but then there was normal stuff there as well.
0: I'm thinking out loud here, but, and I, I know we've discussed this before, but I really think we need a car and coffee meet in Dublin city centre. And I know that people are listening from uh, all corners of the country or further afield, but um, I think Dublin's crying out for a classic car uh, meet up in the city centre. 100%. Right, that's our that's our mission for the that rest of the That is our year. mission for this year post-covid post-covid yeah. um what we what we'll do actually i think i kind of like the whole questions um thing yeah uh, so what we might do is uh we'll throw out the email address if you have a question for simon <laughs> or what we'll do is whenever we announce our our next uh guest on on the podcast we'll we'll uh, remind you of the email address the email address is the car lounge at deanmotors.ie. send us in questions if you send us abuse, we may write, may write back to you, depending on how good it is. Um, but do email us. Um, we've been talking for, for quite a while, Simon, so we might wrap things up here. Sounds great. We will be back um, last weekend of March yep. with another podcast. In the meantime, uh, follow us on at Dean Motors Dublin, on Instagram, on Facebook. Uh, our YouTube channel is a project that we've been struggling to uh, with with COVID, I'm I'm going to blame COVID. It's partly my responsibility it's too. Fault. It's um, not fault but fault. do it's we do fault. have some good content up there? If you haven't seen it, Um and uh as always, deanmotors.ie ie uh, for um, the most up to date stock yeah, yeah. Uh, that we have at the moment. Yeah,
1: but obviously, like I said, people keep asking me just before we go. Just follow us online, social media. That is where you will see up and coming cars coming. And yes you can give us a shout before they actually go online because that's where majority of the stuff is selling now and people yeah. feel they're missing out. So if you Don't see anything it. that you like, just give me a call. And if you want to talk about your life problems, you can just give <laughs> me a call too. Um, uh, okay.
0: Thank you, Simon. Um, awesome. As I said, we will uh, be back and we will uh, have a very special guest actually for our, for our next podcast. Who's the special oh, guest? Oh, she'll be revealed.
1: Well, actually, it's okay. Okay. <laughs> in the wait. meantime,
0: take care. Get out and drive within your 5Ks. And uh, look after yourselves.
1: Cool. Cheers, dude.